Hey, welcome to Reckless Speculation, NFL style. It's your good friend, it's your pal, it's your compadre, it's TC, everybody. How you doing? Today on the big show, we're talking with uh, Vincent Frank. He's the NFL lead editor at SportsNot, who's actually bringing you the podcast called Reckless Speculation. And he'll be joining us uh, in addition to his awesome NFL knowledge. He's the ultimate 49ers fan, but we won't talk about that. Uh, he's also uh, a big Carrie Underwood fan. And who doesn't love uh, Carrie uh, Underwood? And finally, he's had, uh, he, well, he's basically a keto success story. And that is all thanks to uh, Mr. Kurt Schilling, I do believe. Isn't that correct, Vincent? <laughs> right. Yeah, Kurt Schilling. He's the one that got me inspired. So, Well, he was the guy that called you uh, fat on Twitter, right? <laughs> yes, he was. He called me fat while he was bleeding from the shots. So there you go. Yes, Kurt Schilling of the, um, <laughs> of, of, of the Bloody Sock, the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox fame. Uh, I think he played for the Phillies and the Orioles. Is that right as well? Yeah, he played for the Phillies and the Orioles before he lost his mind. Oh, and then I see. afterwards, yeah. And he went to so the Diamondbacks in Boston. I mean, forget it. Once you get to Boston, anyways. Hey, so speaking of uh, Boston, I want to jump right in because this is all NFL, baby. Um, Tom Brady rumors. Now I know everybody's kind of sick of Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is the elephant in the room, and I want to talk about some of the teams that are out there that uh, are rumored to uh, potentially engage in Tom Brady's services. But first, got to ask you, do you think Tom Brady will play this year? And the second part of that question is, should he play this coming season? I think he might have one or two more good years left in him. I mean, Malcolm, he was not the same quarterback last season. We saw that um, with the way he played and the way he performed. It was mostly about the Patriots' defense. When they needed him to beat the other team, it did not work. So any team looking to sign him, like the Raiders or the Colts, they have to realize that he is going to be a game manager. He is not going to be the quarterback that's going to lead them to the Super Bowl. He's going to ride the coattails of a good running game, a good defense, a good offensive line. So, I mean, I think he could still be successful. But at some point, dude, we're looking at a Peyton Manning-type drop-off with, with um, Tom Brady. Right. If – if the Patriots bring Brady back, if Uncle Bill and little Tommy Brady can uh, make a deal and they bring him back, should the Patriots go out and try to get a, a big-time running back? Or is, is is running back really that important, I guess, anymore? Can you just find a – I mean, Belichick's been able to find uh, just kind of rotational running, black, running back players and uh, trot them out there. But, uh, I mean, what was the reason why – was it the wide receiver problem uh, last year uh, in uh, New England? I think it was a combination of Tom Brady and the wide receivers. Uh, they drafted Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State in the first round. He was injured, was placed on short-term IR, did not make an impact. I think he had 11 catches or something throughout the season. Uh, when you draft a receiver in the first round, I know there's a learning curve, but you're expecting more production out of that type of receiver. Um, in the first round. So you didn't have him. Julian Edelman is a shell of his former self, even though he put up their stats. And again, dude, they didn't have Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he was the safety valve for Brady over the past several years. Without yeah. him and without those receivers, you know, he 42 years old, his regression showed big time. So I, I think running back, I, I recommended Todd Gurley 
from the Rams in a trade. Someone of his ilk, an elite running back in the right system, I think would help Tom Brady out a lot. Yeah. Everybody loves Gronk. I love Gronk. Gronk, 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 Gronk. Gronk is the man. <laughs> See, any chance that Gronk comes back, or do you think that's uh, that ship has sailed? Only if Brady signs in Las Vegas. I could just imagine Sunday night in Las Vegas on the strip after the Patriots win, or after the Raiders win. I take that back. Um, Gronkowski partying. Well, you know, actually, if the Patriots and the Raiders did play and Brady and Gronk were on that team, I'd still put my money on Belichick. So, <laughs> But I think the only way that Gronkowski comes back is to play with Brady, and that would be in South Beach in Las Vegas. I know it sounds ridiculous, but we've seen Gronkowski after football. He's all about the partying lifestyle. Well, right. That's so those are, the, those are the two places that fits where he could play part-time and party full-time, I guess. So there's four other teams. I know you mentioned the Colts. I don't have the Colts down because I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't see Brady going to um, Indianapolis to be basically. Uh, oh, I don't know the guy that saved the franchise from Brissett and Luck retiring and Manning. Uh, but um, as far as as far as other teams, you know, there's the Raiders, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and even the Cowboys have gotten a lot of, there's been a lot of rumors there, uh, reading Sports Not lately, is that uh, the Cowboys, I know Dak Prescott's going to probably get franchise tag, but uh, I guess there's also a chance that uh, they move on from him. What, which team out of those four do you think uh, are the most, uh, have, have the biggest chance to land uh, little Tommy Brady, as I love to call him? I love Tom Brady. I just call him little Tommy Brady as an affectionate, uh, in affectionate manner. So. Uh, I just think a little Marco Rubio. No, <laughs> whatever you say that. But um, in terms of um, where he might land, Vegas, I think that's the number one option. You know, you got to realize that he has a supermodel wife. He's all about that lifestyle. We saw him hanging out with full haircut himself, Mark Davis, at the MMA fight a few weeks ago. Oh, nice. um, Giselle, you know, they're all about that living it up lifestyle. And Indianapolis, no offense to Matt Johnson, one of the writers here that's moving to Indiana, that does not provide the lifestyle that I think Tom Brady and Giselle have been looking for. Yeah. So Vegas, Vegas obviously provides that. They'll be the toast of one of the gro- most growing town communities in the United States and a lavish lifestyle. Los Angeles is another one that does that, the second largest media market uh, in the United States. I can't see the Cowboys. I know Jerry Jones is senile, but you're looking at <laughs> – Tom Brady is old enough to be Dak Prescott's father if Tom Brady was R. Kelly. <laughs> you know, and... Wow. Did you, yeah, that, you had that one loaded up, I bet, huh? Nice. Very nice. I tried to write it in an article, but I figured it probably wouldn't play well. But if you think about it, you're going to trade in, what, a 40, 20, what, 26-year-old quarterback for a 42-year-old quarterback? Wow. Come on. I know Jerry Jones is probably one of the worst general managers in sports, but that's just... Uh, that, that makes absolutely no sense. I'm, I'm going to need your source. What's your source on Jerry Jones being senile? <laughs> have you heard him talk? <laughs> have I have I, mean, I seen the went, Cowboys when, the last 20 years? When he went to full glory hole in a press conference, that was my first sign. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's doing it like Belichick, Belichick does with the face snap and all that stuff, you know? Difference is Belichick has six Super Bowl titles. Well, that's true. How many does Jerry have? Jerry has a couple, though, right, with uh, Troy Aikman? He has three, but the last one he had, I was um, not even gone through puberty yet. Exactly. So, I mean, 1995, come on. 
What about the uh, what about the Dolphins? I mean, South Beach that's uh, hot and happening, right? Yeah, no, and they have ninety million dollars to spend in free agency. You know, Jesse wrote an article on um, five teams that could afford both Gronkowski and Brady. Listen, the area is nice. The area is growing, and you could be a god there. You know, living like a god in Florida. But Stephen Ross is owner. And he's a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> I, I'm just having a hard time imagining Tom Brady working with Stephen Ross. After going from Robert Kraft, you got to realize, you know, people want to criticize Robert Kraft for the whole massage parlor incident. He is one of the best owners in sports. The way he gets along with the players, the way he runs the Patriots organization, what he does in the community, that type of stuff. And to go from that one owner to Stephen Ross, come on. I just can't see Tom Brady doing that. Yeah, I can see that. I can I can see your point there, though. Uh, I know that uh, AB eighty four, Mister Antonio O'Brien, uh, <laughs> might uh, have a different a different opinion of uh, Mister Kraft. Well, I know we just don't act all crazy, and I think that um, Robert Kraft will be. You know, I mean, look at Tom Brady is still good friends with Antonio Brown. He talks to him every once in a while. Uh, you know, Bill not Bill Robert Kraft has worked with people to get them right. Obviously, you have the outliers like Aaron Hernandez, but in general, they have taken on those type of players in the past with some level of success. Randy Boss comes comes as an example. Uh, how about Brady Gronk, Antonio Bryant in Miami, and the Dolphins are the are your are your Super Bowl Fifty Five champions? I think that's yeah, not happening. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. You got to dream a little bit, buddy boy. You got to dream. The closest you're coming to the Super Bowl is hosting it two weeks ago. (laughs) I suppose. So let me tell you a little bit more about Reckless Speculation here for just a second. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Plus, we're going to be doing instant reaction emergency podcasts when there's big breaking news. So, hey, let's say Gronk comes out of retirement. Signs with Tom Brady and Antonio Bryant in Miami. Well, boom, myself or Vin, myself and Vincent or one of the other team at Sportsnot uh, are going to be here to uh, give you some instant reactions. So make sure if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe to the show. And if you're not, well, then, you know, uh, I understand. <laughs> I get it. There's a lot of other good stuff out there, but we're going to try to be a little different in our approach. So... You know, give us a try. If you don't think it's your, uh, if, if you don't think it's your jam, we get it. But uh, hey, if you want to subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. So, what's next on the agenda on the big show? I want to talk a little bit, uh, Vincent, about the XFL on what I think they're doing wrong. So, there's two elements I want your opinion on. The first one is they needed this league to come out of the box and be basically LSU Clemson 55 to 45 finals. I wanted over unders of 100 in every game. I want scoring. We're not really getting that with the XFL. Am am I wrong to want that? Because we already have the NFL. We don't need another version of the NFL. I want something that's bigger and more bombastic and with Vince McMahon involved I thought that's what we were going to get and it's just not there I would say give it a little bit more time you know it's going to take a while for the offenses to catch up with the defense 
you had a couple of weeks of training camp, you know, you're really not playing against other teams. You didn't have the exhibition games. So just think about the first couple of games as the preseason for the NFL, man. The, the defenses are ahead of the offenses. We've seen um, last week we saw more scoring. We saw Houston put up 450 yards of offense. Um, so I think we're going to see a little bit more of that moving forward, but you're not going to get the 55 to 52 arena football league scores. Yeah. You're just not going to get it. You don't have the quarterback play. That's the first thing. You know, you have um, Philip Walker, they call him PJ Walker, and you have Cardale Jones, and the rest of the quarterbacks are just not good. Yeah, but these guys were good in college. So I think if you tried to mirror kind of that college approach, uh, I think, I don't don't know. I think that's why they brought in Bob Stoops, you know, for Dallas. I think that's why they brought in some of these um, head coaches that do the spread offense and try to do that. I think um, Dallas had 15 straight players opening the game um, this weekend where they passed the ball every play. There you go, nice. So I I think that you you need more of that. You need more innovation. You need less of Mark Trestman. (laughs) You need less of Winston Moss. You need less of the retreads from the NFL circles. Yeah. Mark Trestman's a horrible coach, and it showed. You know, I wrote an article on him. They were down by – whatever it was uh, in the first game. And I guess he forgot that you can get nine points with a three-point conversion. The XFL and he kicked a field goal in there down by um, nine. <laughs> I mean, you need to have innovative coaches, coaches that are not. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, just, you literally forgot the rules of the XFL, dude. Come on. Uh, so I think the coaching is probably the biggest thing. The quarterback play, you're not going to be able to fix it. I mean, we had David Blah. Who, look at the players who started the NFL this past season at quarterback. You have a problem with the NFL. You think it's going to be fixed in the XFL? Yeah, I know, but Mike, I, I'm hopeful. So, but, yeah, I get it. Mike Forio, pro football talk, who I'm, you know, I have issues with a guy, but he brought up a good point. You need to offer more money. There's only three players in each team that can make more than 100000 a year. Right. No, I get that. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon needs to change that. You need to offer more money. The minute you offer more money, you might be able to get the likes of Trevor Lawrence to play in the XFL for a season or two. It's a different rule. So you could leave Clemson play in the XFL for a season and two and then enter the NFL draft. So that's basically so what offer, the So that's basically what the USFL did, right? Back in the day, back in the eighties. They did just offer yeah, tremendous Young, amounts Randall, of money. Yeah. yeah. Steve Young, Randall Cunningham. I mean, I'm not saying you can offer I mean Steve Young signed a thirty five million dollar contract in eighty five with the USFL. I'm not talking about that. But make it their worth worth their while. Maybe take chances on Tim Tebow, Johnny Mantell. Um Kaepernick's another option, but apparently he's asking for more money. But you know, you could guy. take chances. Take chances on these type of quarterbacks uh, that have proven to have success, whether it's in college or the NFL. Yeah, okay. And translate well to the game. I think that's the biggest thing that the XFL is missing. Is you know, you're. Am I excited to go see Aaron Murray play? No. If I was excited to see Aaron Murray play, I would have watched Georgia on a weekly basis in college football. Yeah. My other issue. I'm not. My my other issue with the XFL is I think that they should have, and I know you're probably going to go ballistic on me on this, and I get it, and I understand, but they should have just eliminated helmets, no helmets, and a little <laughs> and a little less padding, which means that people aren't going to, you know, because ever since the NFL now has become more safety conscious, you have more players, you know, throwing themselves at other players because they feel invincible. 
Now, if you're running, I mean, if, if you and I are out in a, um, in a casual pickup game and we're playing tackle football, I'm, I'm not going to throw my head into you because I'm not that crazy. So, and, and here's my reason behind no helmets. Look at the European Premier League over in the football, European football, American soccer. No helmets, okay? You got the NBA, no helmets. The NFL, it's got the helmets. Well, even the WWE and Vince McMahon, no helmets on these guys, you know? It's not college wrestling. It's, well, of course, it's not real. I get that. But you want the personality. You want to see somebody's flow. You know, you want to see you, you want to see the hair and everything. You want to see the eyes. You want to see everything when it comes to the face. And I mean, look at what Ronaldo was it was it Ronaldo just broke uh, a Christian yeah Christian Ronaldo just broke two hundred million followers on uh, on Instagram. You got LeBron James at about almost sixty million. Tom Brady, who's the biggest star in the NFL, has got like seven. Now, granted, I realize he just joined, joined in, uh, Instagram in the last, uh, what, year. But still, there's that problem, and forget about it with Major League Baseball. I, I, that's another rant for me at, at some other point about getting rid of the getting rid of the new era thing, taking the near, new era money and telling them to shove it. But you can because you can always sell a hat. MLB needs to be without the hats. There's there's no reason why they need the hats anymore. So that's my opinion. I think that if they could try to make, um, you know, because I mean, Vince McMahon has basically turned kind of nobodies into celebrities, uh, whether it's Goldberg or Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or any of these guys, and none of them had helmets on. And so now tell me the, I'm not, I know I'm not wrong on no helmets when it comes to a pers- the perspective of, of uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm I'm not wrong when it comes to the perspective of creating a celebrity and creating a, a brand around these uh, around these players. But how can how could have it worked without helmets in a football setting? Am I wrong there? I don't think I don't think it can. Like you were talking about before that, you're looking at top college football players that didn't make in the NFL. They're going at full speed, man. It's a little bit different than what we're seeing in uh, soccer, which is not a full contact sport. So I, I just think that the comparison between the two um, doesn't hold much ground in terms of you have players going at full speed. You have players that learned playing tackle football with helmets for the 15 years of their life. And to switch that up, you're going to have incidences where they don't they forget they don't have helmets on. Yeah, and then what happens? What happens then? It's hard to teach an old dog to do tricks, you know. And that's my biggest issue with the NFL, Malcolm. Is you tell them um, defensive players that in the middle of a play they have to change the way they're tackling an offensive player because they don't want to go helmet to helmet. Well, you're going to injure the defensive player then. So now the defensive players have further risk of injury because they're changing the way they tackle and the way they learn to tackle for the first 15 years, right, of their life. And I think in the XFL, the issue there is you're going to have players that are caught in their ways or going at full speed you just you see a lot of injuries yeah well um, then you adjust the game maybe maybe there's no tackling above the waist or something like that uh, and and you and, and there's other elements there's other changes you can make I, I just think that there's I mean I don't see the point of the XFL if they're gonna if they're gonna be just like the NFL except for different types of kickoffs and the three-point conversion. I, I just don't see what what's the point of it. You need to do something a little more. And you do have harder hits. 
in the XFL than the NFL. Right. Um, and, so and, you're looking at the, yeah. And maybe that's what people want to see. Maybe they want to see the, you know, just people getting laid out. I mean, you're looking at probably the mid nineties when it comes to the XFL rules, you still can't go crown of the helmet to crown of the helmet. We saw a couple penalties this past weekend, but in general, you're probably looking at the mid nineties rules, which I mean, I just watched the Niners Cowboys, 95 NFC championship game, the whole game. And the hitting in that game was just absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, so maybe if you can maybe find a way to go that way and just, you can see the more hitting, more physicality, I think that would work well. The other thing I would would recommend is expanding the field like they do in the CFL. Oh, right, right. Uh, so you have players in open field more. Yeah, and these, these kickoffs. I'm talking, the, I'm talking about the width, not the length. I'm not talking about 120 yards. I'm talking about the uh, width. Right, no, I get that. Um, yeah. yeah, and the kickoffs. I mean, those have been as boring as ever. Ridiculous. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, in theory, it's a good idea. Oh, player safety, I get it, but... Come on, if if you want to do the kickoffs, how about you um, how about you make it a seven on seven or something on the kickoffs? You know, so it's a little more interesting. You know, I, I don't know. Just... I think they're going. I think they're going for the um, minor league of the NFL. Oh, are they? Okay. Which I don't know if that's going to work because college football is a minor league of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Boom, you got it right there. So I don't know if that's going to work. You know, the NBA, you have it. The NBA G League is actually I've watched it. It's not bad. Uh, they have it. That works out well, but. You're looking at players that come out after one year. Right. You have to play three years in college football now. You know, Trevor Lawrence should be playing in the NFL next season. He can't play it because of the rules. No, that's true. Man. So that's now you literally have a college football as a minor league to the NFL. So I don't know what the end game is for the XFL. As you said, if it's going to have the same idea and concepts of the NFL. Right. All right. Well, cool. So, yeah, we we agree to disagree, I guess, but uh, I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, the XFL should be doing it uh, the right way. Um, Reckless Speculation, NFL Style, that's the podcast you're listening to, uh, brought to you by SportsNot.com. Uh, some call it the unfiltered juggernaut. We call it uh, not opinionated, which is kind of lame, but kind of clever at the same time, I suppose. Uh, talking to uh, Vincent Frank, you can follow him on Twitter at Vincent Frank NFL. I failed to mention that uh, beforehand. Uh, finally, today on the uh, on the big show, Vincent, uh, I want to I want to mention. Speaking of keto, and you were a keto success story. Congratulations on that. Uh, have you ever watched the um, uh, HBO show Silicon Valley? I have not. Okay, so there's two characters on that show. In the first couple of years, there was Ching Yang. And there was uh, Eric Bachman. And one of the things, one of the famous lines that uh, Chin Yang would always tell Eric Bachman was, Eric Bachman, you fat. Le'Veon Bell, he's fat. <laughs> What's going on with Le'Veon Bell? Apparently, what, a news story came out on Monday that the Jets, uh, what in the world? That uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's fat. Well, give someone $52 million. With how much guaranteed? What twenty-seven million guaranteed? Half that guaranteed if they sat out an entire year, right? You expect they're going to be? You expect they're going to be in shape? I no, guess... and we we saw Le'Veon Bell. He parties. You know, he wasn't working out well during the um when he was away from the Steelers. He was in Cabo doing all inclusive. Well, that's one thing. I'm doing that in April, but in May. But that's one thing for me to do. It's another thing for a world class athlete to do it. 
I guess so, he's, I guess he's not keeping I, it keto, basically. That's what he's definitely not keeping it keto. He's not working <laughs> out. Um, yeah, the Jets made the mistake of offering him that big contract with $27 million total guaranteed at signing and total guaranteed. So meaning literally they're stuck. No team's going to trade for him. His cap hits, what, $15.5 million next season in the NFL where look at the Niners last year with their running backs. They had three running backs making a combined $8 million. And then the number two rushing attack in the NFL. That's no team out there in today's NFL where, as you were talking about with the Patriots, and mix and match running backs are going to pay that type of money for a 30-year-old running back. I think 27, okay, whatever. 27-year-old running back who's, what, now two years removed from being a serviceable player in the NFL? Right. Yeah. It's just the Jets being the Jets, really. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I, I think I was I was impressed by the Jets this year. I know they only won, what, seven games, but for the Jets, that's pretty darn good. I think I think things may be shifting there. Uh, Sammy Darnold uh, looking not too shabby. So they, they find a decent running back that isn't uh, – that isn't going about uh, what? What was the guy? Eddie Lacy? If he's not Eddie Lacy, then you know I think they're going to be uh, pretty good. Eddie Lacy literally Chinese buffet ate his way out of the NFL. <laughs> now yeah, you and, and I, I just, that's a story. You and I are hardly ones to judge. Maybe uh, me less uh, or more uh, than you because you're, you you've been keeping it keto the last whatever year and a half. And once again, congrats on that. Yeah. And I've been trying to keep it keto as well. So there you but, go. But you know we're also not world class athlete i get paid to sit down and write yeah well i am a world-class <laughs> athlete uh, but, uh, I don't know if you know what hamburger time. eating well eating? me and michael phelps the, 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 the missus tells me you look a lot like Mike, michael phelps if, if michael phelps was going about eight bills so but yeah you know so yeah so there you go all right well i i, I go ahead finish your thought um, by the way, I wanted to correct you. It's not Antonio Bryan. It's Antonio Brown. You're stuck oh, in the 1990s. Yeah. You're stuck yeah, in the right. 1990s and 2000s. You're I always do that. 49ers receiver. Oh yeah, I always do that. And you've already you've mentioned the Niners now uh, three times. So congratulations. The only reason I brought that up is I remember when the Niners were horrible. They signed Antonio Bryan to this huge contract from the Browns. Yeah, I, 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 I always get those guys. Wasn't he a cowboy, yeah. Antonio Bryant? Yeah, he was the Cowboys, Browns, Buccaneers, 49ers. Oh, okay, yeah. And each team was signed to be huge from Pittsburgh. Each team was signed to be a huge contract, and he just, like Le'Veon Bell, he just collected the money and capitalism at work. I always do that. I always do that. Hopefully someone didn't listen to the last part of the show, and they'll send they'll send an email, and uh, you can you can hit me up. But while I'm not on Twitter, so don't hit me up there. But uh, if, I, I don't I don't know how they'd hit me up. But they'll hit 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 Vincent up, and you can uh, hopefully they they've uh, they've uh, told you that this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He was like da 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 da. da. But I, I meant Antonio Brown. I said AB84, but I said Antonio right? Bryant. Uh, wasn't was oh, Antonio it? Bryant wore 84 too? So don't feel too bad. Well, there you go. So. There you go. So you're half right. All right. Big show in the book. It's TC, everybody. And I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. 
hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.